Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for today is from St. Luke, the third chapter. When Jesus also had been baptized and he was praying, the heavens were opened and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, you are my beloved son, with you I am well pleased. Dear friends of Christ, uh, President Harry S. Truman uh, was from Independence, Missouri, and that's where the presidential library is at. And if you go there, you'll see as an exact replica of the Oval Office as it was in the days when he was in office. And as you look on his desk there, you will see a hand-carved wooden sign that bears the phrase that he's made popular. The buck stops here. The buck stops here. Passing the buck, shifting the blame, not taking responsibility. It happens every single day in in people, in business, in life, in home. President Truman wanted everybody to know that he was different, that he would buck up, that he would bear the responsibility. And of course, that saying portrays that responsibility, doesn't it? Whatever the dilemma, whatever the problem, whatever the difficulty, the buck stops here, I'll take care of it, I'll fix the problem, I'll make it better, and if it fails, it's my fault. Wouldn't it be wonderful if everybody had the same type of standard? Well, this morning, as we relive the baptism of our Lord Jesus Christ, at Jesus' baptism at that Jordan River, He took responsibility to be our Savior when He stepped into the waters. He assumed that position of leadership, that position of being a Messiah. The buck would stop with him. Sin, the buck stops here. Death, the buck stops here. Satan, the buck stops here. And of course, when he stepped into the waters of a holy baptism, he would shoulder the responsibility for sin. He would shoulder the responsibility for guilt and shame. He'd bear the blame. He'd bear the sin. And he'd shoulder that responsibility. Jesus would be the one to fix the problem. Jesus would be the one to make all things right. Jesus would be the one to save us. And, of course, that's what holy baptism does. It's powerful. It's powerful to remove all of our sins, yours and mine. The buck stops with Jesus. And so our theme the baptism of our Lord. The baptism of our Lord is really a profound and a significant moment in Christ's earthly life. Um, again, some have destri- described it as Christ's public inauguration into office. That's appropriate. Um, we understand how a public inauguration works because we have a president and we have government officials. And we, we understand that the buck cannot stop unless somebody is given the authority to carry the buck, right? And so you have to pass on the authority. You have to make somebody uh, in charge. Uh, and the buck stops with the person who's in charge. So that's why we inaugurate our presidents. We put them in charge. We give them authority. We give them power. We give them the privilege and the right and the responsibility to run our country. And whether they do it well or not, we also do that to our pastors. 
We, we take our pastors and we give them a responsibility to run our church, to make things right, uh, to lead. And we ordain them or we install them to do what? To guide the congregation, right? We give them authority to preach. We give them the power to handle the sacraments. And, of course, the responsibility to lead souls. In a similar way, God the Father was... was uh, publicly ordaining Jesus. God was anointing him with water to be the Messiah, to accomplish the task. And it was at this time, Jesus was 30 years old. Prior to this, he hadn't been doing much, kind of laying low, and now he's making everything public. He's the Messiah. He's going to step forward, and he has a job to do, and that job begins with water. So, at Jesus' baptism... Quite a spectacle. It's not like normal baptisms. We had a little Eleanor's baptism this morning. We didn't see the heavens open. Oh, the heavens opened, I assure you. But we didn't get to see the heavens. We didn't get to hear the voice. We didn't get to see the dove. Jesus' baptism was a spectacle. It was truly an epiphany. Epiphany means to show or to reveal. It was an epiphany of God. I mean, he comes to be baptized, an epiphany happened. There the Trinity showed up, and the Trinity doesn't show up very often. God the Father in the voice, God the Son in, and the Spirit uh, were all there. And, uh, of course, Jesus is the one. He is the one anointed for this. No, heaven opened for no one else. The Spirit did not descend for anyone else. The, the voice from heaven did not bellow forth, This is my beloved Son for anyone else. There's only one. St. Luke is the writer who informs us, the only writer who informs us, that as Jesus was being baptized, he was praying. And that as he prayed, the heavens opened up. You know, only God can open heavens. Only Jesus can open the heavens. Our prayers are powerless to do such wonders. Jesus' prayers are not powerless. Our prayers fall short because our sin falls short. Sin has separated us from God which is why we need to be baptized, to be brought back together, joined back together with God. But our sin has separated us. Heaven is closed. I talked about the closed door. Heaven is closed to sinners. Heaven is closed to the unbelieving world. Heaven opened to Jesus. Yes, God revealed Jesus is the one. And His baptism proves it, that Jesus is the one powerful to save, and it's epiphany. It's epiphany in the season of epiphany. Of all epiphanies, the buck stops with Jesus. The redemption of the world. He is the forgiveness of sins. He is the resurrection of the body. He is the life everlasting. He is the power of God's word. He is a cleansing power that works in the water of holy baptism. He is the body and blood present in the bread and wine of holy communion. It all hinges on Jesus. He is the one. And the voice from heaven that then comes down and says, this is my beloved son. This is the one I'm well pleased with. Without Jesus, God would never be pleased with you. And we sinners kind of don't really believe that. Without, without Jesus, God would never be pleased with you. Without Jesus, God would never be pleased with me, no matter how good, how hard you try to be good. No matter how many people may admire you. 
no matter how often you worship or how many boards you serve on, God does not admire our sin nature. People may admire you. God does not admire our sin nature. He sees us as we are. He knows we're unholy. He knows we're broken. He sees our sin. He knows the door to heaven is closed. And He knows our lost condition. A Savior is needed. A Messiah. A Redeemer. A champion must come or we will be lost. Someone must step forward to claim responsibility to save lost souls. And not everyone can do it. In fact, there's only one who can. And so Jesus steps into the water. At the baptism of our Lord, Jesus did just that. He stepped forward. He stepped into the waters to to claim that responsibility. He's a chosen one. The buck stops with Him. The baptism of our Lord is filled with good news. The Father loves Jesus. The heavens open up. God descends on Him. We see that God the Father loved Him. And then, of course, what we find out in baptism is that Jesus then comes to live in you. And just as God the Father loved His Son and descended on Him, God the Father loves you. Because Christ lives in you. And Christ lives in you through the waters of a holy baptism. And you say, what does my baptism do? Every single day, Christ lives in you. How do you know? You've been baptized. Christ comes to you. The buck stops with God. And because, God, because Jesus is loved and honored and precious before His Heavenly Father, you are loved and honored and precious before our Heavenly Father. And you may say, well, how do I know that? Well, have you been baptized? You see, this is God's way. This may not be your way, but this is God's way that He joins you with Him and assures you of that promise. Baptism spells it out. Jesus is your stand-in substitute. The Lamb of God came to you to take away the sin of the world. St. Luke points out that Jesus was baptized with all the people. He came to be baptized with all the people. And he walked into the water, and in doing so, Jesus stood shoulder to shoulder with sinners like you. He stood shoulder to shoulder with broken people like me. He stood shoulder to shoulder in solidarity. That's a big buzzword today, isn't it? Solidarity. Where we hold arms in Christ Jesus, and we become bound to Him and His kingdom. To save sinners like us. And in baptism, sinners are linked to Jesus. Paul talks about that clearly in our epistle lesson. Sinners are linked through water and word. Baptism. Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into His death? We were therefore buried with Jesus by baptism into death. That's what baptism is. It's a burial. We bury our sin, we bury our old nature in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we're going to rise again too. If we have been united with Jesus in baptism in a death like His, we will also be, certainly be united in baptism with a resurrection like His. The buck stops with Jesus. Sin, the buck stops here. Death, the buck stops here. Satan, the buck stops here. Jesus stepped into the waters of holy baptism to shoulder the responsibility 
to save lost souls, to fix the problem, to make things right, to bear the blame, to bear the shame, to shoulder the responsibility to save us. Our epistle makes that clear again. We know that our old self, that old sinful nature, was crucified with Jesus. Our old self, and have that image of how Christ was crucified on the cross, that our sin nature is literally crucified there, suffering and dying with Jesus on the cross. All the sins you do, all the brokenness that you have, all pasted on on Jesus, on His body, to be crucified with Him. So that your body of sin might be brought to nothing, and so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. Jesus was baptized so that our sins might be applied to Him. Martin Luther calls it the blessed exchange. An exchange. A swap. We get something, we give Him something, and He gives us something back. The blessed exchange. I give Jesus all of my sins, and they're crucified on the cross, and He gives me back what died on the cross, His righteousness and His holiness. I get Jesus. I get the Father's acceptance. Well done, good and faithful servant. And I give Jesus my sins and my brokenness. The blessed exchange. Baptized. In Christ's baptism, you were baptized into, into, into His sin. and into, in, in, He was baptized into your sin and death. You were baptized into His perfect life and forgiveness. An exchange. Our epistle tells us what this means. You're no longer enslaved to sin. You're set free. You're baptized children. There's only one who can do that. This one Savior in Christ Jesus. You're baptized. You're connected to Him. You're joined to Him. He lives in you. You live in Him. One body, His church. And what does that mean for you again? Our epistle tells us. So you must consider yourself dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. Do you consider yourself that? Dead to sin? Do you consider yourself alive to God in Christ Jesus? You are united with Christ. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. You are one with God. This is His way. The buck stops with Jesus. Sin, the buck stops here. Death, the buck stops here. Satan, the buck stops here. He fixes the problem. He assumes the responsibility to go shoulder and shoulder with sinners and to save lost souls. You know, water is important for life. It is. If you go to a, in, in, into the universe looking for a planet like Earth, you look for a planet that has life, and if you can find a planet that has water, then there's a chance for life. Because where there's water, there's life. What's true spiritually is also, physically is also true spiritually. Where there's water, there's life. And the Holy Spirit comes with, 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 a, with a baptism to save you, to wash you, to connect you to Jesus, to give you life. Without baptism, no life. Without baptism, sin. Without baptism, death. Without baptism, the devil. Without baptism, the door's closed. Without baptism, heaven's not opened. But the buck stops with Jesus. He's responsible for your salvation, and He's defeated sin, death, and the devil. And we live in His victory. We celebrate 
his baptism and we thank him for his coming to you in word and water and bread and wine. But there's more. In your baptism, the door has been opened. In your baptism, the heaven of God has been opened to you. And the Holy Spirit descends on you. And God the Father in His voice is pleased with you. And you have been adopted into His family by grace. With you, God is well pleased. Not because of what you do, but because of who you are in Christ Jesus. Amen. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.